Hello and welcome to Adolescence and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Gina Dermody, Adolescent Psychotherapist, and we're here to figure a few things out about adolescent development. We're going to work from the early stages to the beyond of emerging adulthood. So let's get started and let's see what's happening in the world of adolescence and beyond. Welcome to episode one of Adolescence and Beyond. Today we're going to talk about anxiety. I think we use this term an awful lot when we're thinking about adolescence today. And we have a lot of descriptions for adolescent anxiety. And some of it is brought about by our understanding of what it means to be anxious Some of it is diagnosed by various professionals, but I think we can probably all agree that there seems to be an awful lot of adolescent anxiety. And I guess we can't really think about adolescent anxiety without thinking about parental anxiety, because when our adolescent is anxious or worried, we as parents are also anxious and worried. And we have that curiosity which starts first, our anxiety or their anxiety. So let's break it down a little bit and and think about it. Your adolescent is anxious. You have noticed this in their behavior. Maybe they're not sleeping well. Maybe they're not eating so good. Maybe they just seem that little bit touchy and contrary and you start to worry about what's wrong. And you do what every parent does. You ask them how they are. You ask them what's up. And any parent of adolescents will tell you that the answers you get back are sometimes so basic that you're just none the wiser after the conversation. I'm fine. Nothing's wrong. Leave me alone. And you sit there and you look at them and they look at you. And you go, right, okay, I'm pretty sure something's up, but mm, how are we going to figure this out? And then for some parents, they, they take the step of going to a partner, a family friend, and sometimes a professional to begin to investigate what's going on. So what is going on with adolescent anxiety and why do we seem to have so much anxiety? Well, let's start with parental anxiety. Are you anxious? Are you that parent that learned anxiety at home? Maybe from mom, from dad? Are you a stressor? Are you a worrier? Are you an organizer that likes to have everything done? You can be pretty sure that when an adolescent has anxiety, there is a certain amount of it, whether you say it's hereditary or learned behavior, but they're going to pick up on the type of personality you are. So often when we think about anxiety, we think of it as a problem. But is it really a problem or is it a presentation of, I'm in overload here, I'm not sure what to do? Often parents say to me, you know, my son or my daughter is anxious. And I say, okay, let's, let's just accept that. Now tell me about you and tell me how you worry, what you worry about, What are your greatest strengths? What are your greatest limitations? 
And often parents will smile and laugh and they will say, you know, I'm a bit of a worrier. And I say, all right. So how do you manage that worry and that stress? Do you make it a huge problem for you? Have you learned really good coping strategies? Have you accepted that part of you? Have you even acknowledged it? Because it's defining the type of person you are. And maybe you now want to fix it for your adolescent that you don't want them to carry the same level of stress as anxiety as you. So if you want to make it easier, if you want to help them understand it and you want to help them, let's start with supporting you, the parent. Let's start with your definition of what a good parent is. What defines a fair parent? What defines a bad parent? Because we all have these ideas in our head and we all have history about what we feel worked for us and more so what we feel didn't work for that, whether that was you know, our experience of parenting, our experience of education, whatever it is, we all have a history of, ooh, that made me more anxious, or I grew up in an environment where there was little money and I worried a bit more. So here we go. Anxiety is about the future. And anxiety is about feeling you can't manage the future or that there's going to be a huge problem in the future. And when we, when we drill down with parents and adolescents, we find out that they're holding on to something that they feel is beyond reach or that they can't manage. So anxiety is something that hasn't happened yet. And we have this visceral response in our brain or our body that begins to tell us, you can't do this, you're not good at that, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And that's where the catastrophe starts and often where an explanation or a diagnosis comes in that says, you know, this is a disorder or this is a problem or this is hurting you in some way. And so we begin to understand then we have a relationship with anxiety that is maybe disproportionate to what is going on, that is maybe debilitating or is that is really, really difficult. Truly great parents are the ones who continue to love despite the challenges, despite the difference. They're the ones that look beyond the presenting behavior of anxiety and they're the ones that don't try and fix it but really try to love the person before them who they want to help and support. And most parents want to love with compassion and with connection. And most parents want to look beyond the behavior. So often we have to put down parental anxiety and our panic that we can't fix this, we can't manage it, because true love isn't about being happy all the time. It's about lack of resources, it's about impatience, it's about resilience, it's about commitment, it's about messing it all up, and it's about sincerity. Okay, what can we do here? So when that adolescent is showing up with all these symptoms of anxiety, let's slow down and let's figure out, okay, what, what can we do here? What's, what's actually going on? And this isn't a one-shot conversation because adolescents are notoriously secretive. Really, they could get a job with the CIA because it's all very monosyllabic. It's all very avoidant because sometimes you're asking them questions that they literally don't know the answer to. 
And when they say, I don't know, they're just being honest because they don't know. So they need prompting, they need supporting, they need encouraging. And yes, they're going to resist that and they might get cross with it and they might get annoyed with you. But remember, you're the parent with the unconditional love. You're the one who can parent through the hurt, through the anger, through the guilt, through the shame. And you're the one that can show up and can manage the anxiety that is sometimes rigid or impulsive or fearful. So sometimes we literally have to stop. And if we think of that anagram stop, what does it mean? It means, you know, hold on, step back. Step back. There is a problem here. And when we step back and we observe the problem, what we do is we literally take a deep breath. And even if you were to do that and you take that deep breath, what you find is you're much more grounded, you're much more sensible, you're less activated. And then we're much better able to observe what's happening here. Even if we can observe, okay, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. And then we press the don't panic, don't panic, because you're a very resourceful person as a parent. You are the person who can multitask. You are the person who got up in the middle of the night maybe five times. You are that person who can manage this. You are that person with unconditional love who's like, right, I have loads of options here and I have loads of ways to figure it out. And if we think about the tasks of parenting and you were to write down all your, your talents and your gifts, you're able to say, I'm patient, I'm kind, I'm balanced, I'm protective, I'm supportive, I'm wise. But of course, as parents, you often don't say that to yourself. We get straight in and we dive into the anxiety. And then the adolescent is anxious, the parent is anxious, and we're all in this small little bubble then of, oh, we've got to fix this, we've got to sort it out. Whoa. And there's a lot of panic. So how do we manage anxiety with love? Love has boundaries. It has many parts to it. It has wisdom. It has kindness. And it often has a lot of unknown parts. Because if we think about love, it's not simple. It's open-ended. It is forgiving. It is resilient. It is curious. It often doesn't have a clue because love doesn't really make sense. So the best version of you shows up to the anxiety and the best version of you says, right, what are we going to do here? And the best version of you is open to options and it's opening to bridging this gap between your adolescent who you know and love and this anxious person standing before you who thinks they can't cope. They can't manage this. And in your desire to help and support, you bring forth your powerful parenting style. That part of you that can hold, that part of you that can stay curious, and that part of you that knows you have got this. Then the adolescent is much more able to lean in, even if it's monosyllabic for weeks on end. Even if you're lying in bed sometimes going, what if you're there to slow down and be that parent that says, yes, I can manage this. 
Because the biggest challenges actually happen in our head and they happen in our imagination. We know from the world over, and you know better from your experience, you've managed a lot of stressful situations up till now. You actually have. You know you can cope. But you know the protectiveness and the love in you makes you panic a little bit more, sometimes zaps your energy. And we know with adolescents and parents that everybody picks up on each other's energy. And if that energy is anxious and chaotic, then adolescents become more anxious. They become more hidden. They stay in their room. So parents say, what, what, what do I do if my adolescent is so anxious that they won't leave their room? What, what, do, what do I do with them? You take your time to encourage them out. You take your time to go in there like you're leading them across the road when they were small holding their hand. And every child who was asserting their independence resisted that hand holding, I can do it myself. And this is a stage that's reoccurring, but with more intensity. You help them navigate. You help them be the light or the director in their head that says, right, this, this is a possibility. And you're willing to be wrong in your guesswork sometimes and in your guidance. So if you want your adolescent to feel more empowered, more able in themselves, you've got to understand how you're thinking about this, how you're feeling about this, and what you're willing to do to slow everything down, to fine tune and to look at what they're doing. And every step along the way, you expect the resistance, the tears, possibly the shouting, and you know it's your job to reset. Reset maybe in an hour's time, reset in a day's time. But you're like, you know what, now I've got more energy than anxiety. I'm actually a lot more loving than anxiety, so I've got this. Because otherwise we feel that anxiety is in charge and it can take over. And it can. It absolutely can take over. But your biggest challenge, remember, is in your head and to slow it down. And if the challenge is in your head, you can be pretty sure with your adolescent that their head is ready to explode when they're anxious. And we know anxiety is temporary. Imagine waking up in the morning being worried or stressed about your adolescent, but saying to yourself, okay, this is temporary. And I know this is temporary. And I know I have the skills and the patience and the kindness and the resilience and above all, the love to figure it out. Imagine how you would feel. You would be in better shape to support this journey. Adolescence and anxiety is just a a normal part of development. I know anxiety can be debilitating and we're going to talk about that in later episodes, but an inevitable part of adolescent development is anxiety presentation. So let's not join them in that place. Let's step back. Let's stay at the other side of the bubble or the comfort zone and say, we have the skills, we have the patience to do this. And then you're much better able to lead, to direct, to do that job that you have been hired to do, and that is to parent. And it is a job you're very good at, and it is a job you're interested in, and it is a job that is challenging and without many rewards sometimes, but you actually have this.
So this is our beginning series on anxiety. And I know there are so many parts to it. And I know some of you may be seriously suffering because there's so many presentations. There's so many challenges that come with it. But this episode is for you, the parent, just to pause and think of that stop word and what you can do. And we're going to take this to the next level in the different types of anxiety in our second episode. So thank you for tuning in today. Oh, that's it for this week's episode. If you would like to ask a question or maybe leave a message, you can get in touch with me on Instagram or by email adolescence1 at gmail.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe to my podcast. Looking forward to next week. Bye.